Spoiler in time, folks. This is the show where we take all of the work we do on Cord Killers, the main show where we're talking about how to watch things, when they're coming out, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we talk about the things we watched. This week, we'll be talking about The Last of Us, the first episode, as well as 2025-21 Season 1, Episode 9. I'm Tom Merritt. He's Brian Brushwood. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I'm super stoked. I'm, I'm going to shut my mouth. Let's dive in. Okay, uh, for those expecting Miami Vice, uh, we will be getting to it next week. Uh, amen, send money. We were going to do it this week. We're not. We're going to do it next week. So the one with Ben Stiller, if you watched it already, you're ahead of the game. Uh, that's next week. Let's talk about The Last of Us, episode one. I feel like we have a nice trio. Brian played and loved the video game. I have never played the video game. Bryce, I what, hate what the is video your artist. video game? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I like. It. I haven't played the second you game, played it. but I have played it and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna okay, hold okay. back, Bryce. Uh, I would love to hear your opinion first. Mm. What was it like to know the game? Uh, and 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 did did you like the angle they went with, or or what? I I guess the thing that um, having played the game, having beaten the first game, right. Um, I was already ahead of the curve, right? Like, I know where we're going with this, so you really need to make it worth my time. And I think they did a good job of focusing in on Joel and Emmy and Ellie's story, how they end up getting together. Um, they do a good job of pacing it. I think it's fantastic that they get out of Boston at the end of the episode, because if this was another show, we would have spent weeks in Boston. Um which makes me think we're going to we're going to tell the story pretty quickly which is rich with what I'm hoping for and and not the opposite. Yeah, I, I I'm going to speak in code in case anybody has played the game or not played the game or whatever. Um I I'm going to assume that this entire first season is um the whole first game. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean with the pace of cuz there's a lot of middle ground. There's just a lot of we got to go from and, here to and, here and to here. There are truly here. delightful magical moments that happen in the first game that I expect to see now, now mm. that I see the pacing that they're doing. Like I, I think we're going to get, um, uh, for example, a, a singular magical moment that happens in uh, uh, Salt Lake City. I, I think Shh. will appear yeah. in in the show. Um, and and uh, from what I could tell, I'm not a super diehard. I I, I am told that there were little callouts and references to the game including many scenes being very, very faithful to the way that they're presented in the original games. Um, but I did not feel like this was over, that this was heavy-handed at all with references that, like, Tom, did you feel like there were any bits that stuck out as like, is that for me or is that not? No. No. I never once felt like I was left out or, oh, I guess I should have played the game to understand that. Uh, the only times I even felt any kind of uh, video game presence arising in my mind uh, were certain sections that I was like, Oh, that feel that felt like it would have made a good cutscene. Uh, that's something I feel in certain TV shows and movies that aren't video games, right? <laughs> Sometimes you're watching an action film and you're like, Oh, that, that sequence could have made a cutscene. Uh, in this case, I felt like, Oh, it probably was a cutscene. Uh, that was never a negative. That was never a drag on my experience though. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> it is surreal. It was surreal in the video game, and it was surreal in the uh, HBO original series uh, for so much of it to feel authentically Austin. 
like, like, <laughs> yeah. They didn't go so far in, in the video game. You actually see like the you take a moment and you can look at the road signs and realize, oh, that's definitely like, yeah. San Marcos, uh, Texas is that way. State Austin Highway One Eighty Three. When we got so to on. that point, Eileen looked at me and said, "Do you know where that is?" I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They. They didn't show the uh, uh, the Austin Bridge uh, over Lake Austin and so on. But um, uh, I feel like to anybody who didn't play the game, that fake out opening. And yes, it wasn't quite Ned Stark getting his head chopped off, but it, it was a very good fake out for nobody who is aware that uh, of the stakes that we're playing for here. Yeah, I, I think that was the one thing as somebody who's dimly aware of the game, even though I've never played it, uh, was that I immediately knew, okay, well, <laughs> that's not Ellie. <laughs> I know that the girl who played Lady Mormont in Game of Thrones is playing Ellie. Uh, so I assume the daughter's not going to make it. And and Eileen, without even knowing that much about the game, felt the same way. She's like, so... I guess she's not going to make it, huh? Uh, at one point, because we know we knew that the girl who played Lady Mormont was was going to be the main character, uh, and yet I didn't think it was robbed of its power. Uh, I, I I thought that 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 scene was executed, and there's a significant amount of um. It, it's confusing for me because uh, I've got kids that I've experienced the game with, and also kids who are very much like. Uh, uh, the relationship between Joel and his daughter is awfully close to my relationship with my 15 year old daughter. And uh, uh, mm. it's confusing and emotionally charged and great. Like both, both me and Josie were just bawling 30 minutes into this, you know, just crying our, our eyes out. Uh, it's great. It's great. Um, and, more importantly, no, they did, they did it. The one, the one thing I'll interject is they did an amazing job of making you care about his daughter. Yeah. Like just brutally setting you up. Like she's the protagonist of the story. Right. Right. Well, in on top of that, um, there would be a temptation if I didn't actually have a 15 year old daughter who was so similar with a sassy attitude and a, 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 a you know, clever uh, uh, wordplay, I would be tempted to believe like, well, no kid is that awesome. And no dad has uh -huh. that relationship with their kid. And yet uh, there I sat with my daughter with that exact type of relationship. It, it was, you totally it, forgot to bring the cake for your last of us watch party. Didn't you? Uh, yes. No, I, I definitely just got it in from, <laughs> from Las Vegas for secret reasons, <laughs> but yes, no, no, no. You, you, you can bring it tomorrow on the last day before retirement. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> my birthday tomorrow. Mm -hmm. before, uh, yeah. After 40 years on the force with the family yeah. and a birthday and it's an anniversary. Uh, Tom, how optimistic are you? Because uh, I've seen a number of articles that bring up the fact that um, uh, uh, The Walking Dead... Uh, uh, kind of meandered into the weeds and never came back. Do you mm. do you believe in The Last of Us or no? <laughs> yes, At the, I I I'm want to believe in things I shouldn't believe in. So maybe I'm not a good litmus test for this. But uh, this show carried me through. I never once checked my watch. I never once tapped to be like, how much longer do we have? Uh, 
And when we got to the end, I was upset that I couldn't just go to the next episode, you know, yeah. that I couldn't just be like, all right, what happens next? Uh, you know, cause we, as I mentioned on core killers, we're watching big mouth and you can do that because that, that already is out. Uh, and so I was kind of in that mode of like, well, I want to watch the next one now. So it, it is, it is working for me. It, if anything, it felt a little slow at the beginning because I'm like, well, I know we're going to have a post-apocalyptic universe when we get in there. And frank, frankly, they got there real fast. Like I, I did not feel that way much. Uh, it was more of like, Oh, okay. We're going to start with the backstory. And then next thing you know, sirens, those airplanes, I don't care if it's unrealistic. The three airplanes would fly low over the road. Uh, that was a hell of a shot. Uh, maybe it's unrealistic. Maybe it isn't. Oh, no, no, and no. I, 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 I like think you're hundred percent right. Like the intentional decision to, make all of the noise in the periphery. Like we stayed with our main character because uh, I mean, go back to September 11th, 2001. Uh, uh, I was mainly worried about how that affected my touring schedule. You know, it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's dark and awful to think about, but, but that's the, the reality of living through a colossal disaster. One beautiful moment was when you have uh, you have Ellie uh, the conversation with Ellie and who's the leader of the Fireflies? What's her name? Uh, Tess. Tess. Um, Tess. 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 Uh, Tess. Tess? Tess. Wait, right. No, no, no. Um, Tess no, Marlene. is Joel's friend. Marlene. Marlene. Yeah. Yes. Marlene. You have that conversation between Marlene and and Ellie. Uh, then you cut to Joel uh, and and that's Tess, right? Um, yes. And and they're 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 going through the subway and you show up and everything has already happened they didn't have to show you the firefight they come out uh you know they come through the door and there's bodies everywhere and you know you know yeah. what's happened they didn't have to waste my time showing me well and then the guy with the battery showed up and there was that like i loved that i was like oh wild they're not going to show like last time i saw them everything was great and they were on their way and now everything is chaos but i get it immediately uh so efficiently told this is reminiscent about uh, of what i loved about andor is i felt respected as a viewer i felt like they were winking at me and saying we know you get this uh, we're we're going to skip mm -hmm. past the bs and we're going to get to the thing mm -hmm. yeah no, absolutely. I absolutely felt the same way. And, and, and not even just respected as a viewer, like we, we know you're, you're paying attention enough and are sophisticated enough to follow, but, but also just like, and, and so we're not, we're not going to waste time, you know, we're not going to be intentionally obtuse either. We're just going to tell you the things you need to know. Though um, at, at the, the same time, yeah. right? Like we don't <laughs> like, we, we don't get told too much concretely just in this first episode right we know something happens we know there's an outbreak we know there's a quarantine we know there's some sort of sickness we know there's a fungal element and we see you know mm -hmm. one of the the clickers kind of up on the wall but no one says the word clicker we don't see one alive i don't believe other than the people early days getting inf infected and showing symptoms. yeah i don't even know what a clicker is as, as and, somebody and, who has so, played the game bryce uh, how did you feel about that opening uh 1960s tv show moment I, I thought that was fine i i loved it i i yeah. I, I, I thought it, it it did exactly what it needed to do it was you know a visually a treat it was um and it sets it was the a stakes. place to go yeah I, you know i mean if you just tell people a fungus as a as a disease 
and you just say that it's bad, well, okay, but that really sets the stakes of like, no, it's bad, and it would be bad for a long time. This is the world. And it we're has been into. bad, and this is universal throughout time. Yeah, bad news. It's. Uh, I, I thought that was a great way to set it up, but because otherwise, yeah, we don't really see a lot of what happens at all. We don't get draw drudged into we got to stop and we got to say that oh, this is the day they shut the thing down and that like no just there's a virus yeah we don't need to see joel's journey to boston right, right. we just we know he got there right which is uh and yeah reminiscent of the game yeah. right the game does have that same cut there which is good i mean i think it's they have a very well a good script from the game they're working off of that some to some degree and yeah, it's very I, smart and and uh I was a hundred percent in on the idea of like a, a Marlene was, you know, with the fireflies was basically like, none of this is how I wanted things to go. Unfortunately, I don't see a better option than Joel. You're going to take this girl. Yeah. Uh, you'll be taken care of. That's all we need to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And there was just enough discussion to make me believe that Joel would agree, even though he didn't want to agree. Right. Right. Just enough to discussion that you would need to tell Joel, like, listen, buddy, you're going to get you're going to get what you want that you don't have out of this. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's not going to want to do this, but he's going to realize that this is the thing he needs to do to get the truck. Brian, uh, and, what it, and so it, so he's going to try. It felt pretty authentic. The uh, Fedra side of things where where it's like, uh, yeah, there's graft and corruption and, you know, people got to get along to move along and. You know, uh, some people were born after this terrible apocalypse and so on. Yeah. Um, I loved all of that. What did you think about the point that they end the episode on, right? They, in the middle of that conflict with her t announcing, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. Um, I thought that was a really good way to do that with some tension for people who do know, who knew that beat was coming and for people who didn't. Yeah, they, they pretty much just got it out of the way, but I, I would be curious, Tom, how that landed with you. Oh, I, I knew she was infected. Uh, that, that was made clear to me in Marlene's conversation with her when she said something like, if you tell uh, people you're still you're, feeling you're okay. Oh, they, yeah. they, well, they did. De they demonstrated that they were being very careful. Like say your name, count to 10. I'm like, Oh, they're checking to make sure she's still who she thinks she is. Uh, then she's like, you, you have it, you, you, you feel fine. And Ellie's like, I felt fine for a week, you know? And, and they also had shown us the chart earlier with the kid where they right. were like, uh, if you've been bitten up here, it's, it's an hour. If you've bitten up here, it's a day. If you've been bitten down here, it's three to five days. So I knew like, Oh, okay. So if she got bit on her arm, uh, and it's been more than a week, she should have turned already. And she hasn't. So I, when, when they wanted to check her with the thing, I'm like, Oh, this is bad. I was nervous. Right. Uh, like, well, I know, I know obviously the Joel and Ellie are going to get out of this situation somehow, but you know, how is this going to work? Because she's going to turn red. And I thought it was great that the military never notices that she turned red. It's Tess and Joel who do, right. who immediately are like, yeah, we're, we're not going to truck with that. Um, and then she makes the case of like, I, it was more than five days. Look, I've totally healed over. I couldn't have healed over, et cetera, et cetera. I, yeah. Was, that all worked for me. It was really elegantly done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to, I feel like if I speculate anymore, I'm going to get in trouble and possibly <laughs> ruin this for you. Yeah. Uh, are you enjoying no, it, it, Tom? It, it, <laughs> 
absolutely absolutely enjoying uh every single moment of of this first episode and uh and eager to find out uh what's going to happen is as they begin their trek uh and I, I don't want to ask questions for fear that I'll tempt you into answering them. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to do, do much of that either, uh, well, other than to one say one last question. Um, uh, did you? Mm. Um, so in video games, there's sort of a um, you want to present the illusion of choice, where essentially you're always walking down oh, a tunnel, yeah, yeah. right? Um, this television reinterpretation of the video game, I felt like had all of those beats of walking down a tunnel. Did, did you mm-hmm. feel those as you were watching it? The, the one time I really felt it was when they're going through the subways. That was the first time that it struck me like, ah, this, this would have made a, a great video game play. See, I, I, Most of the time I wasn't thinking about it. I felt it when they were going through the, the small Texas, I, 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 what I think of as Blanco. Blanco, Texas, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, when they're driving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of a sudden a car crashes and it's like, well, there's only one way to go. That's, that's interesting. That, that felt, that felt that, that definitely felt like a little video gamey to me. Uh, but, but I didn't have enough time to think about it because too much was happening. Yeah. Bryce, uh, well, uh, the, what mm. grade do you give it? Uh, 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 at least an A. I yeah. think this is this is a fantastic first episode to begin with, for sure. Agreed. All right, that is the Last of Us season one, episode one. <laughs>